This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me... Double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing. But well, to myself, that goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. Eighteen plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. There's a team that we all love, playing out of person town. They've had a few promotions, but always end up going down. Play up, play up, or fail. 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 Welcome to the Ailand Vale podcast. It's Saturday the 26th of August. It's 10 past nine. I'm way past my bedtime. No, not quite past my bedtime yet, but we're getting there. And we're on the back of the Vale 1-0 win against Carlisle that moves them up into the playoff positions. The nosebleeds have started and the E-I-E-I-E-I-O chants have started from the Amel and the Railway. And Andy Crosby is leading us to the championship. Or maybe we'll see how the other 41 games go first and then make a decision. But it's positive with five games in 10 points on the board in the playoffs and it's a 1-0 win i'm joined by johnny johnny how is it going all right mate all right mate can't complain like you say 10 points averaging two points a game we're on for 90 whatever yeah after the opening game of the season where obviously we shipped seven it's now three clean sheets and five it is and like you know it's mad to say that barnsley we we were the better side for forty five minutes as well, and we lost seven nil. Yeah. Um, so realistically, it's been seventy minutes across all every game, including the Fleetwood game, where we've looked really bad, mm. and sadly fifty of them came in one game. Yeah. Yeah. But and it, it's good. Cross blue. Crosby's got, Crosby's got a reaction, hasn't he? And I said it on the last one, and I'm going to keep harping on because there's still a lot of people sort saw, saw, saw when the team sheet came out, there's people moaning and stuff like that, and there's still a lot of negativity towards Crosby. I, I don't know what more you can you you can ask for. No, I. Like, it's every game we've. I, I today's the only game I felt like we're probably going to concede in. Um, in terms of right at the death, Blackpool, uh, we were all confident. Today was just one of them days where there was too many ex Vale players on the pitch, and it was one of the games that you look at and you think 
we need to be winning this. So you say that, Johnny, just to pull you up on that, you say today's the first time you felt like we were going to seed. Is that because the ex-Vale players on the pitch? Because let's be honest, Ripley has, hasn't made a save in the closing 10 minutes plus added time. No, it was just, yeah, it, it was just a combination of everything. You know, like we've done so well against the bigger sides in the league. We've got three, three ex-Vale players on the pitch at the time. Um, well, sorry, two ex-Vale players. Callum Guy had gone off in the last 10. Yes, we've got two ex-Vale players, both of them attackers. And just like I say, we, we've done so well in the last few, few games against the bigger sides in the last 10 minutes or in Blackpool's case, the last 30 minutes. Um, that it just felt like would 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 you one of them sort of late 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 concedes when we've we've been the better side, but we held out well, which is massive credit to the team and Crosby, and I think it at this minute it feels like he can do now wrong, and he 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 mentioned on his uh, press conference, which I actually really made me really chuckle that if we're losing the subs are shit. But because we're doing all right, the subs are good, aren't they? And he's spot on, isn't he, really? Football fans are very fickle. It's It doesn't matter how you perform, really. If you're winning games, fan, every, everything you do is brilliant. But I do really think that the majority of the things since Barnsley, he's got spot on. Yeah. And I've got to say, today, I actually thought the subs had the least impact they have since the Barnsley game. And that's not because the subs were bad. I just thought at that point we kind of struggled to get a foothold in the game because Carlisle were lumping it long and we were struggling to get on. But let me bring in, we're also joined by Biddle's second finest. Steve, how's it going, Steve? And I'm sure you're happy to take second fi- second finest because the finest got the winning goal today. Um, just to interrupt you before you speak, Steve, um, third finest because we found out James Plant's actually from Biddle's. Oh, definitely third finest then. Well, that was the, 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 the chick, the chicken man that retired. He, yeah. he, he said he was from Biddulph, didn't he? And he was, he, didn't yeah. he say he was retiring? Watch his grandson. Yes, he was. But he, I thought, and I'll double check it because I've got the means to double check it. Yeah. I thought Plenty was from Weddington. I was, I was just getting. I, I think Plenty's from Weddington. Yeah, yeah, I was just getting off the fact that family lived in Biddulph, you know, and you, you lot don't really like leaving. Although. Um, her game two rep, Soph, did pick me up on the fact that she can't believe that Steve, you haven't actually said you live in Nipersley, not Biddulph. Um, it's true. Yeah. So it's, you, a, it's a little known fact. I've never actually lived in Biddulph. I've lived <laughs> in Biddulph Moor, Gillowith, Nipersley. Wow. When I've lived around you fraud. Yeah, right. I do apologise, everyone. Steve's just left the conversation. It's me and Johnny for the rest of the podcasts, as we found out, he's a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, have told, I could have told you that. No, um, it's it's funny. It's the first. I've obviously been on all day. It's the first game that I've seen. I watched last week um, on the top. On the, well, I watched last week. W- watching Bale live today, I was impressed. I think I know Johnny fundamentally disagrees with me on this, but talking about the subs, I think when Willow went off, and in the last ten minutes, I think it showed. We could have done with someone big and strong up front to hold the ball up a bit and just take the pressure off us. I think um, um, I think when we've got two young lads up front, instead of trying to hold it up, there was a couple of times when he tried to not make one of their plays and he should have gone for the corner. And I think, oh, no, it's a different chat with everyone happens to Alice Harrison 
whether he goes to Wrexham for 1.4 million or Gillingham for 50 grand, take your pick. I think that that's something, I think that's why we struggled a bit towards the end. They didn't create many chances, but they had a lot of possession. And I think we could have done with a physical presence up front when Willow went off. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. And we'll get into the game, but before we do, thoughts with Dan Jones, who obviously Andy Crosby said tonight has been in hospital all week with a stomach problem, got discharged yesterday. And has gone downhill a little bit today. It's not life-threatening, Crosby says, so don't worry about that. But obviously, it's a concern for him. It's a concern for his family. And it's a concern for Vale as a football club. But first and foremost, it's about the man, not the player. So get well soon, Dan Jones, from the podcast. And let's hope everything's all right. And that he's back playing for us very, very soon. Because he'll be a mess, Dan Jones. Well, Although Louis Cass stepped in well today. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that's it, isn't it? Do you know, like... Like you said, first and foremost, it's just get yourself sorted as as the player, and then everything else comes secondary, doesn't it? He's had he's had shit what the last three three seasons, really. Jones has, do you know what I mean? Like he was in great form last year, got that massive injury promotion season, was in good form, got sent off, and then got the got the injury, and then Connor all came in, and the rest is history, isn't it? It just it it just feels like. Just as just as things get going for Jonah, that some, something happens. So hopefully this this isn't isn't too serious. Um, obviously it's serious enough for him keeping him in hospital for a week, but yeah, hopefully we we, we see him, we see him pick up and see him back on grass as soon, yeah. as, soon as possible because that's what he wants to be doing. Do you know what I mean? It's like, of course it is, of course it is. So get well soon, Jonesy. And as we say, first and foremost, Jonesy the man. Get well soon. The football player can come second, but the Vale family will rally round and anything that the fans can do, we will. So getting on to today's game, it was Vale 1, Carlisle 0, a James Wilson penalty in the 50th minute set up the game. Possession stats, Vale 51, Carlisle 49, so fairly close possession wise. However, total shots, Vale ran away with 17 to Carlisle's 10 on target, 5 to Carlisle's 2. Um, corners, Vale had eight to Carlisle's eight. So eight corners, it's clear-cut chances, one to Vale, none to Carlisle. Would that be the penalty, Johnny? You're the one on the stats of clear-cut chances, XG and all that bollocks. Yeah, the clear-cut chances, the penalty. Um, yeah. Although... Does Garrity's not count as a clear-cut chance? Does Garrity's not count as a clear-cut chance? The one uh, when he outside. Yeah, yeah, when he... When he when he was on edge of the six-yard box, he tried to blast it near post, so the keeper saved it. Mm. Um, not that's. I think it was that, further out than you think. To be fair, that, that's that's a strange one. The Garrity one is. It, it comes. It comes under big chance, not big right. chance, and it's <laughs> it, it's bloody ridiculous. The 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 actual difference between the two, but yeah, it com- that comes under big chance because. Um, that was a Jason Low pass, wasn't it? Yeah. That put him through, yeah, and, and he's got he's got one big chance created against his name. So. Was it Jason Low? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fair play because I didn't have him down as the sort of ball playing midfielder in my head, and I couldn't remember it was it had been either an all blaster or a divine someone like that. So for Jason Low, you know, fair play. Yeah, J- Jason Low pass apparently. There we go. Um, so corners eight apiece. Offsides, Vale got caught offside three times, call out two, although I'd read nothing into the offside stats, especially when you're attacking the MLM with the liner that was there, but we'll get into that later. Block shot, seven for the Vale, one for Carlisle. Tackles, one eight for Vale, ten for Carlisle. 
aerial duels won 19 for the Vale, 20 for Carlisle. So fairly even in and around that. But as we say, the stat that matters, 1-0 Vale, good result. Steve, initial thoughts on another three points and 10 points from the opening five games, as I've already said. But let's be honest, if you'd have lined up 5,000 Vale fans at the start of the season, I don't think any of them would have realistically said we'll be on 10 points at this stage of the season. Well, yeah, um, listener of the show, Rory, um, yeah. Bet, Good, Bet, Bet, Bet Goodwin that does the does the um, player ratings over the course of the season for us, betting 20 quid that um, after 10 games, we wouldn't have eight points. And there you are, we've done it in half the time. Yeah, we've done it in half the time, we've got more points than he asked for, so... Yeah, and quickly before we come to you, Steve, on your initial thoughts on the game, talking about players' ratings, Johnny, we've had a new feature to the podcast that we've launched tonight on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, we have. Um, it's it's from Pundit Games. Now, um, they're not a sponsor or anything like that. It's it's, it's just that they're they're willing to put together the stats in this form format for us. Give gives you guys a link, and the link doesn't actually change. Um, it's actually updated each week. So if you've got the link and you want to bootmark it or whatever, then feel free. The link doesn't change. Updates just after full time. Um, he usually tries to do it about 80 minutes of the game gone because not much is going to change then other than adding a couple of late subs in. But yeah, it just gives you guys the chance to compare your ratings sort of thing. And what we'll do is each each month we'll review it and, and do a bit of a player of the month segment and just if if we have got a free week and, and nothing's happened at Vale once the transfer window's open we we might start using it to discuss and compare and contrast and stuff like that but it's just a bit of interaction yep and someone's asked on Facebook if we can upload after each game that game's rated to be interesting to see what you know the average yeah. was across the fans and obviously we don't know what how it's going to look when it comes to us yet because we haven't had it but we'll certainly if we can and it looks okay we certainly will yeah we we we, we get them tuesday or thursday depending on when the game's been um so obviously the, the, it's open for quite quite a quite a while um but yeah so once, once as soon as we've got them we'll have a look at it and yeah i'm, I'm happy pop them together yeah so we'll have a look at that. So, Steve, your first game of the... Did you make Barnes or were you away at Barnes? I can't remember. No, no, I've been away, I've been away up until today, basically. Well, th- this is my first game back. My initial okay. views are, yeah, that we have players now who can make something happen and are prepared to take a chance in the final third from midfield in Chislet, in Arblaster, and, dare I say, a rejuvenated Gavin Massey that we didn't have. One thing Crosby said was we will create more chances and we've got players who, pre- who are prepared to lose the ball. A couple of times, Chislett lost the ball because he's prepared to take a risk for a killer pass. You know, the goal, he's gambled on the throw-in. When he, the goal was offside, he gambled on the shot. Chizzy's a player who looks like he could be a bit frustrating on occasion, but while he's on the pitch something is likely to happen and he will t- and he's he's prepared to lose the ball to create a chance. A lot of I think in the past couple of seasons, I mean you look at the midfield, you know, Conlon and when OJ was there and even Pet, they were more more of a safety first option. You know, they they go back whereas Chizzy and Arblaster, they'll knock it around the corner and have a run. So we looked back. We looked I think the midfield looks like it's got goals in. I thought Willow looked fit. And played well in the first half. 
And defensively, the yak, I mean, nice bit of skill when he volleyed it over the bar. He's obviously got a mistake in him. But I was impressed by it. I don't I think Carlisle would have been happy with the point and they they set up to frustrate the Vale. And I think if Vale had scored early doors for the first 10 minutes, we were excellent. I think he could have been far more comfortable. When we didn't score, sort of let them back into it. But overall, I was pretty impressed with us, to be honest. I think there's a couple of gaps which we'll get onto, but it's really positive and fair and fair play to everyone. Yeah, Johnny, anything to add to that before I read out your pre-match comments? Um, no, nothing nothing really. I think Steve's hit the majority of the nail on the head. Um, compared to the things that we've been speaking about the last the last few weeks or so. Um, I, I just... One thing I will say is I really do like this this new formation. I think it's really fluid and it, it turns defence into attack quickly without it being aimlessly hoofed and it also enables you to shut up shop quite quite easily um without needing major changes you change a couple of personnel and whilst it doesn't always look look as pretty um bringing jason low on for example it it's, it's your idea of shutting up shop isn't it and you don't really need to change what you're doing other than he goes deeper and then that that's that so i like it Will it work all season? Probably not. Um, but at the minute, it's working really well, and it's it, it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good thing going at the minute. Yeah. What I'd add is that this what I've talked about before. You couldn't play the way we are now with the midfield we had last year and the players we had. The players they've bought in suit this, and obviously the, there's a plan behind it. Like you said, Johnny, I think. When you get to January and February, you'll want a plan B, which whatever that will be. But we've definitely upgraded the midfield with more creativity, more confidence on the ball, and that has allowed and that allows us to play in the way we are now. Yeah, to be honest, Steve, you, you took out the words I was about to say because yes, Johnny, the formation helps, but also last season there was times where if the defence had got the ball, it would just be an aimless hoof. But even players like the Yak today, who we haven't brought in as a ball-playing centre-half, we brought him in to defend. There's times where he's on the ball and he's under pressure. You think he's just going to move this. And actually, he just slides a pass into one of the midfielders. And that's credit to him, but also credit that he's got the faith in the midfielders that they can get the foot on the ball and retain possession. And they're yep. brave enough to want it. They're brave enough to want it in positions where it's easy to lose it. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's the other thing. I think I think one of the other big things for me was if I would have said to you twelve months ago, a fully fit Ben Garrity's on the bench, yeah. you win. Yeah, like you, everyone winces and goes, "Oh, that's brave." But today, I'm not this enough. Uh, you you know more than anyone bears that I've I've been I've I've loved Garrity since we've had him. But today was the first first time where we dropped. Dropped him, rotate, however you want to call it. Football is going to see it as being dropped. Um, I don't care what anyone else says. But today's the first time when you looked at it and gone, actually, the the, the person, the persons coming in are better suited in that position than Ben is. And it's like there's go, there's going to be plenty of games this season when Ben Garrity's more suited than Massey, Chislett, or Blaster even. But Today was one of them days where you look at it and go, actually, we've gone a bit more attacking. We've gone a bit more creativity with the ball. But 
there's a time and a place for Ben, and I'm sure that Crosby's explained explained it to him. But it it shows how far we've come in in 12 months. Because even 12 months ago, I think we would have been a bit like, oh shit, Ben's not starting. And we know that from from the fact that he got injured, and we we saw an immediate improvement when he came back. Yeah, I'd say it's not even 12 months. I'd say it's three months. Yeah, probably from the back. And I'd, and as you go on, Steve. Yeah, I'd say it was three months from the back end of last season. And what you've just said, Johnny, I I 100% agree with. You know, you wouldn't leave Garrity out before. Garrity, last year, when we were bad, when the game, he was always the first person I wanted to see in the team. And now you look at it today, I think Ojo, when he's fit, will, will play pretty much every game. But I think we'll rotate the others. And there's, obviously, Ben's going to play loads and loads of games. And we moved heaven and earth to sign him. To, to re-sign Ben, and today he's been, well, as you say, rested, rotated, dropped, and there were good reasons for it. And I think the improvements we've made in midfield over, like, from this last season to this season are immeasurable. Yeah, as you say, last season the midfield picked itself because you hadn't got much options. Now you can rotate that midfield three and you're comfortable with whoever's playing because you're getting all of these players are more than capable of playing League One football. And as you say, there's going to be a game for all of them. There's going to be games where you want Garrity ratting and getting in people's faces. There's going to be games where you think, do you know what? We're going to be in control of the ball more than the opposition or we expect to be. Therefore, you want your R blasters on, your Divines on, your Ojos on that are going to be more comfortable on the ball than Garrity. And again, that's no disrespect to Garrity at all. We all love Ben Garrity. His game is going ratting and winning the ball. If you're going to have more of the ball, that's not what you want. But he's also, and he's proved it, and he's come on leaps and bounds since he's been available, he's also got quality on the ball. But when you're talking oh, yeah. to I mean, Steve's first time you've seen him in person today. When you're talking Arblast, I mean, he's another level to probably anyone I've seen at Vale since we were in the championship. And I include people like Michael O'Connor and Mark Bridge-Wilkinson in that, the quality oh, of the ball. I don't, I don't know that. That's a very early shout. Uh, Michael, Michael O'Connor was playing... playing He's got a touch of the O'Connor's about him, Auntie. I thought that today. You know, the way the way he'll knock the ball around the corner and stuff, and he'll, and he'll line up a shot. And and also, we have, we'll sure we'll touch on it, but they'd obviously target Chizzy Rascal and Arblaster as young lads who they thought they could kick off, they could kick out of the game. And they were they're both brave as well. They they yeah. kept wanting the ball and kept going back for it. No, I honestly and I stand by it. I honestly think Arblaster's technique is better than O'Connor's, and that is a big shout because I loved Michael O'Connor. I think I'm going back to the championship days, to the the bogeys, the Ray Walkers, the... Taylor <laughs> Well, yeah, that's going back even further, but I think I'm going back that far to, as a player that good on the ball. He's all, And it's just, you watch him, and Willow's got it as well, to be fair. There's a few times today where Willow's touch just took him straight away from defenders because his first touch was that good. And all oh, blaster at times, he just plucks it out there and it's dead at his feet. And he's unbelievable. I don't that have any league one football. Yeah, that that midfield suits Willow. That, that midfield suits Willow. In the first half today, Willow played really well. And it's yeah. having better. Having better. We've all said on here before that we thought Willow would be even better if he had better players around him. And that, you know, I think that's the case today. Yeah, and two goals and two games speaks for itself. I know today's a penalty, but you've got to stick it away. And let's get into what you said before the game, Johnny. So, bye, Alice. Has he gone now, surely? Question mark. He's trained this week and not made at least the bench as a worry. Big game for Cass today. They've got some pace up front with Maguire. Strong bench, though, if we need to make changes. 
Masses look good in the old before, so big game for him, especially replacing Garrity. So there were your thoughts before the games. Let's have a quick chat on Alice because we know he's been in full training all week. He hasn't made the squad today. As you say, surely that's by Alice. Well, on so so I got a message on Friday saying that he was training with Conman on Friday. Not right. the full squad. But he's been training. Yeah. So uh, on Monday or Tuesday, one Monday or Tuesday, what one of my friends was that down walking around and stuff like that, and he was in full training. Then he was he was doing proper training. So unless he's aggravated the calf in the week and he's just doing light training, but I, I found it today, and this is this is no dig to Bowers here. I found it interesting that Alice was avoided completely in the conversation. I don't know if you noticed in the in the post match, Granty was discussed, um, Jones and a few others were, were were spoken about, but Alice was just like the elephant in the room sort of thing. It just was, it wasn't spoken about. And we spoke the other day, and we said there's as much chance of him leaving as he is as, as he is staying. And I said Saturday tells you a lot. Now yeah. for me, Saturday tells me Alice Harrison has had an offer from somewhere. His head's been turned. And we're just waiting to dot the I's and cross the T's. And I'm disappointed in it, uh, in the terms of I get players want to go, and dependent on where it ends up, it's it, there could there could be good reason for it. Do you know what I mean? Like it could be money, it could be family, it could be anything. Yeah, twelve exactly. months ago. Twelve months ago, Ellis found himself in exactly the same situation before he came before he came to Worcester, didn't he? And if yeah. the figures well, that... being if the figures being banded around are true, I'm happy to give him a lift to wherever he wants to go himself. And that's no disrespect to him as a he's a good player. Doesn't play enough games for me, but providing we replace him with somebody better, I'm happy for him to go. I'd love keep Alice, and we had a chat in the group chat, and you know, around Vale Park today, the rumours were half a million quid. Now, I do not for one second believe that we're going to get half a million quid for Alice Addison, but I tell you what, if we do, give Flickcroft the keys to Burslem, and that's well, no disrespect to Alice because I love Alice. Well, no, that's it again. Like no disrespect to him, but if we if we've got half a million quid, I'll drive him there myself. Yeah, like, and again, I'd love keep Alice. I would love Alice to still be here next Saturday. But if it's all for a million quid, every player's got a prize, and that's way above his price. Yeah, a striker with 12 months left on his deal that hasn't hasn't played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of consecutive games. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm more than happy with that. And to Um, reiterate, I do not believe for one minute we will get off a million pounds for Alex Addison. I believe someone's made a figure up and it's spread around like wildfire. I do not believe that for one minute. Yeah, well, it's it's a simple... It's a similar multiple to Dave Flickcroft's salary, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. it like Benny, Benny was on praise and grumble, said half a million to Gillingham. Um, so yeah, we we've heard Wrexham. So it, I, I've a, heard Wickham his name. We've heard Cheltenham's name. So MK I think the definite suit is MK Dons. Yeah. Which a, a lot of them, like we've heard, we've heard Bristol Rovers, and that's a complete joke because they're in for Johnson Clark Harris. Apparently, yeah. so they're not going to be after Alice Harrison and Johnson Clark Harris because for me they're at two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, if else, if else is worth five hundred k, what's Johnson Clark Harris worth? 
Well, you're looking at two million, aren't you? I, because, I was going to say two million quid. Has to be. Yeah. Johnson Clark Harris is in the same situation. I think his contract's out in 12 months yeah. as well. And if you're paying 500k for Harrison, who got 10 goals last season, and the season before got 13, 12, 13 for Fleetwood. Um, so it guarantees you enough goals as a member of your strike force, but doesn't doesn't guarantee like I know that nothing's a guarantee, but Johnson Clark Harris has scored 20 plus goals in, in this league three or four times. So you're more likely to be guaranteed get get that that return again from him. Um the only probably downside to that is I think he's he's beginning to touch 30. So but so Alice. Well, yeah, and it, but that's what I mean for for two million though. It's yeah, is a League One club really going to invest that? But yeah, the rumours were it, it was it's half a million for Jack Marriott, isn't it? Yeah, but she's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that though. Yeah, but, but and what I would say is I think Bailey would have probably. I think the fact he isn't in the squad today says something's happening now. Vale, I think. And I'd hope, and I think we are a professionally run club now that does the right thing for players, but also you've got to look after the club. I think they've probably gone to Alice, do you know what? If you won't go, there's the bid, we'll accept it. However, we'll only accept it if we get a replacement in. And if come 11 o'clock Friday, we haven't got a replacement in, you're going to have to pull on your big boy pants and play for us until January. Mm, I, I don't know about that. I think so. I don't oh, think we let him go without a replacement. I think if Alice goes and no one comes in, it only takes a couple of bad results, and we know there's nothing as fickle as football fans. And yeah, I, I get that. I, I just, I think you you need to weigh up. You need to weigh up everything in it, don't you? How, it how how detrimental is an unhappy Alice Harrison to the squad? Now, I don't imagine him being a dickhead. I don't. I think he. I think he put his big boy pants on and played till January. I do. Yeah. Here's one for you. Question for you both then. We get offered 500, we, we take 500k for Ellis, but we don't sign a replacement because we can't. Do you do that or do you keep him and say, look, we haven't got a replacement, you've got to stay an unhappy Ellis? For me, I'd take the 500 grand and roll the dice. Than rather having rather having hanging rounds because in January he becomes worth a hundred grand. It's almost called Stockton territory, and five hundred k is a lot. Of money. It is, but again, we're using this five hundred k, and I think that's fictitious. There's no way yeah. I believe five hundred k. Now, if you're telling me it's hundred grand for Alice Addison now, but we haven't got a replacement, which I think is probably a more realistic figure in my head, and I've got no inside information. I haven't seen what's been offered, if anything has. But if you're telling me 100 grand or you keep him till January, maybe he goes for 50 then, but we've got a replacement, keep him till January. No question for me. Yeah, for, for me, if, it, if it's if it's a question of 500k, he goes and the, the free the free market's still open. So it's, yeah. it's one of them. I'm with you. If the fake is 500k, as I've said, I do not believe that for one minute. But if it is, yeah, I'd let him go now and I'd sign me up front replacing. Well, you, you could... You, you could you could look at you you could look at the British on longer who's on a free transfer then. Yeah, you could because you've got the money for the wages then. Yeah, and that's it. You can say to him, give us give us twelve months, two years, what whatever he, he's thinking, and you could splash you could splash that boat out, and that doesn't have to be done September the first either. Don't forget. No. So, so so that does that that does change the the sort of scope, but also where did, yeah, where did Colin end up? <laughs> 
but he hasn't. Yeah. So, so, like, so it's a good point you make. You know, <laughs> there's options out there if we haven't signed anyone by the first of September. It's, it's not ideal, but there are fairly decent options out there, aren't there? Yeah, I think for the, for the right yeah. money, for the right money, he goes without a replacement. 100%. For or, stupid money, he goes without a replacement, which to me, half a million quid stupid money. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, for the right money. I think, yeah. like, for, for his market value, which, like, I, I, as I said in the chat earlier, I think Max, with 12 months left, is 150k. If you're picking on a club that's a bit desperate, e.g. Cheltenham, haven't scored a goal, haven't replaced Alfie May, you can kind of pull on that, but then being a bit more desperate than an MK, a Gillingham, a Wrexham almost. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can kind of pull on them sort of heartstrings of, well, you need Alice more than we need Sally, do you? Mm. So, well, yeah, but let's move on from the Alice conversation again to today's match. But if any of the clubs that are supposedly after him are listening, he's worth a million quid, put a bid in for a million quid. Johnny will drive him there. The best will give yeah. him his weight. He's a... Well, Johnny might not drive him there, but he might ring Andy's taxis, Andy PVFC's taxis, and get him a lift. He's got plug on the own one as well. I know, I tell you. And to be fair, someone who sits behind me in the paddock today tapped me on the shoulder and says, Bez, it works, you know. I says, what's that? He says, I'm going to the airport soon. He says, and I was thinking, do I drive? And I looked at the cost of parking at the airport to a taxi, and there wasn't much anything. He's rang Andy's PVFC's taxis, got back to him within half an hour, and he's booked up. So there we well, go. Yeah. So, yeah, they were your thoughts on Crosby, the team, etc. Johnny, carry on with your rating for the leadership team. Um, Eight eight today. I think I like the fact that he wasn't happy after the game. Um, I think that shows that that there's there's more to come from this team, which I'm really excited about. I think he picked the right 11 for the game. He... He made the right subs, and I get Steve. I get what you were saying about how he kind of stifled it a little bit at times. Where I think he made the right subs. Um, couple of players were lagging, uh, and it wasn't it wasn't seamless. But yeah, I think he made the right subs, and things are looking good at the moment. And you mentioned Bez, obviously, it only takes a couple of bad results and things change. But at at, the, at this stage, where he, he's he's looking. Looking a shrewd appointment. Yes, and let's be honest, over the season we will get a couple of bad results along the way. It isn't all going to be plain sailing. We've got some tough games coming up, but at this moment, Andy Crosby's looking fantastic, and I'm more than happy with Crosby. Steve, any comments on today's game and how we set up, etc.? No, we set up as we as we've been as we've been setting up. I thought the opening ten minutes we were we were we were really really good down that right hand side. I thought we should have had the game wrapped up inside 10 minutes. We should, that's what I was going to say. I think if we if we had scored a couple of the half chances fell to Willow, a couple didn't just drop for us. If we scored early, I think we would have run away with that game, but we didn't. But no, it was the, the opening 10 minutes we play, we looked a really, really good side. And as often happens, when you start on the front foot and you create chances, but you don't score, the opposition then grow into it, don't they? Yeah, they do. And that's the Crosby rating. Let's get on. And Johnny, do you know what the ref's name was today? You normally have stuff like that in your head. Give me a moment because I had it written down. Yeah, I thought you might have because yeah. you did announce it before the game. Yeah. And again, we'll do it as an 
official's watch rather than a ref watch because you've got to take some other things into account today. Oh, bollocks, where's he gone? Oh, bollocks. Uh, yeah, that, that, well, that could have been his name. Stoppy bollocks. Yeah. But, but whoever uh, it was, anyway, I'm sh- well, you're looking forward to Tom Reeves. Tom Reeves. Tom Reeves. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Tom Reeves. Let's get on to officials' watch. Absolute dog shit. And it's brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk, which is of no use to Tom Reeves whatsoever, because I don't think he's got a pair of glasses, but he definitely needs some. Absolute fucking dog shit today, that referee. Um, We should have had three penalties for me. Let's start with that. There's one inside six minutes where Chizzy gets absolutely poleaxed in the box. And I thought we as players should have made more of that and got appealing for it. I'm hearing from some people, and I haven't seen it back, but everybody that's watched it on the tally said to me it was Stonewall. In the ground, I thought it was Stonewall, and I'm up the other side of the paddock, and I couldn't believe he hadn't given it. People are saying he played advantage. As a referee, you don't play advantage unless it's an open goal. If he's a foul in the box, you don't really play advantage. You might hold off blowing for two or three seconds. If the ball ends up in the net, then you shout play on. But if it doesn't end up in the net, especially when he's got four or five defenders in front of him, you blow it to penalty. So that's the first penalty he missed. The second one, I haven't seen this, but, but I was convinced and we had a talk about it in the chat. The free kick we got on the edge of the box just before half-time, literally an added time that Chizzy hit. The lad on the end of the wall brought his elbow out and he hit his elbow. And it wasn't down by his side, it's come out. Now, all the rules are that's a penalty. It's handball. His arm isn't down by his side. I haven't seen it back, so if it's wrong, I'll apologise. But I'm convinced from in the ground that was handball inside the box. That's the second penalty. Obviously, the third penalty he did give, but he didn't boot the keeper. And people have asked me, why wasn't the keeper booted? Why wasn't the lad booted who completely poleaxed Chizzy? He played advantage and then had a little kiss and chat with him while the game was going on after. The only explanation I've got is as a referee, on a very odd occasion, you may forget to take your cards with you. And that's the only explanation I've got for why the ref hasn't booked a player today. He I'm, hasn't got... How many times have you done that? Never. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. It, 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 it's ridiculous. If, he, if, he's, if he's been watched today... My God, if he's been watched today, he won't get a Sunday league game next week. They'll ban him off that. He was incredibly consistent. He didn't... He didn't like boot someone for he'd be just boot nobody. No, it was <laughs> consistent, yeah. Consistently shit. Um and <laughs> as for the new rules this season of no standing on free kicks, no kicking the ball away, no picking the ball up and carrying it away after you've given a foul away. I don't think they planned on him refing this season because he obviously didn't get the email to tell him about the law changes. So I think they probably just somehow cocked up and appointed someone that wasn't meant to be refing this season because he didn't get any of them memos because he hadn't done any of them. There's one, and Steve, you can give me a better view of this because it was in front of Lawn Street and me and Johnny are in the paddock. Second half, because we were attacking the by cars, one of their lads tackles his own player. He goes down Bizarre. and masses through on goal. What's the, the only thing I can think is, is there a little shove in the back? Now, I didn't see it from the paddock. He, it was uh, it was as bizarre from the lawn street as it was from the paddock. Their their players basically ran into each other. I don't think yeah. Massey was close enough. And, no, and he Max, just um, Massey was behind. It was Mitch Clark that was sent through, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it just it, it didn't look anything other than t- like he just he just assumed that a Vale player had tackled had fouled the uh, Carlisle player, whereas actually the Carlisle player collided with his own teammates and 
Gav Massey Mark II was powering through for a certain goal. Yeah, so that one was bizarre. And lastly, I said it to be an official's watch. I thought officials had to retire at a certain age. The bloke in front of the paddock must have been in his 80s and he couldn't keep up with play. <coughs> Fucking diabolical. How he is on a football league game and I don't think he's got... He got one decision right today and he called Josh Thomas offside fairly near the end and people were in uproar. I was in line with it. Josh Thomas was offside then. But apart from that, he struggled to keep up with play. He couldn't get a decision right. He's given the ball out to play against the Yak. I don't... I aren't convinced that the ball was touching the line. Never mind how to play. And the yak goes over to him and basically does a signal, gets some glasses, which is a booking. If a player did that to me, straight in the book, I'll be honest with you, he should have been booked. But I think the line he knew he'd fucked up, so he couldn't. So the officials today, and we've won. We've won. And I'm slating the officials. They are the worst officials we've had this season. And that includes the ones at Charlton last week that gave a penalty against Connor Ripley for absolutely fuck all. Absolutely diabolical, should never be given a game again. And everybody has a bad day at the office, but even on a bad day, you make some decisions right. <laughs> diabolical. Anything to add, lads, or should we move on to the players? No, I, yeah, I think that's, that's it, isn't it? Like, the only positive is, and Steve, you, you touched on it, it, it was consistent for both sides, really. Mm. So, so I think that kind of... <laughs> Gives him a break, yeah, you, maybe. Yeah, I think so because you, there, was, there was one. It was soon. I don't know if you remember when Smudger goes right through. I forget who it was. One of their, one of their forwards. Now that's a booking all day long. About five minutes later, Carlisle reciprocated, and I said to my mate Dave, who's starting sitting next to me now. I don't know why, but I didn't move moved to Lawn Street from the paddock. So you can't boot their man because you haven't booked Smudger because. And he didn't, to be fair to him. So he was incredibly consistent, but they were bookings, whichever way you look at it. Yeah, and it's, it's the same. I think at one point, Chessie picked the ball up and walked away with it. But after five minutes, Carlisle had done it and he didn't book. So we couldn't then turn around and book Chessie for it because he hasn't booked their player for it. So he was yeah, consistent. And, and if any Carlisle fans are listening, we're not saying that he's given you everything. It was consistently shit for both sides. And that's fair to say. Right, so moving on, let's get into the players. In goal, Johnny, and a little tribute to Bray Wyatt because Connor Ripley's got the whole world in his hands. Three clean <laughs> sheets out of five. Big Connor today. Quiet, quiet game for Connor Ripley today on the whole. Um, he made two two really good saves from distance. Um, made a couple of good punches, a couple of good tip over the bot bar and stuff like that. I feel that Conor Ripley is going to become a victim of his own success because he's putting in these consistently high performances that there's going to there's, there's have to be a stage where we look at it and go, well, actually, that's just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, that's not a bad thing, don't get me wrong, but it's... But it, it's the water effect, if you like. Yeah, there was, there was a effect. And I think you, you're, so used, you're so used to him Doing a very really good job there. And I don't know if this it's, it's more noticeable now because we haven't had a commanding keeper for for so long that it's it's more noticeable now that we've got someone that you look at and go, boy, he's shit hot he is. He's he he's going to save you more points in in the course of a season than he ever costs you. Um, but yeah, like Ripley, brilliant, brilliant performance today. Seven out of ten, I think, because because of them two saves, the rest of it is pretty elementary. But 
yeah, he's he, he inspires confidence in everything he does. Yeah. And Steve, with Connor Ripley, the two shots from outside the box, obviously, last season, we've seen them shots go into the back of the net and Ripley's there, palm them away with them big, beasty hands this. Connor Ripley is a real presence. He's big. He's wide. And he just looks like a good and confident keeper. Some of his kicking today was a bit was a bit awry, if we're honest. I think had Jack Stevens booted two or three balls out, he would have been critical. But like the other players, prepared to take a chance. He's taking on, I would not compare him to Edison, but he's taking on a more Edison style kick. He put he played one to Mitch Clark in the first half, which was amazing. And he tried a couple more which which didn't come off. But Ripley's just he just inspires confidence, doesn't he? If someone's had a respective shot from outside the area, last season, as you say, oh, shit, we're in trouble here. With Connor, you don't think that. It's going to take something special to beat him over the season. He's going to make mistakes, but he is going to be an epic player for Port Vale. I don't doubt that for a minute. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And um, the other one I was going to say with Connor Ripley is, Johnny, you'd have got a better view than Steve on this. The one where Carlisle played the ball over the top and he's literally on the edge of his box and he's got the confidence to just grab it. He knew he was inside the box and it was bloody close. I was a bit, you know, touching goes, touching cloth a bit there, but I tell you where I tell you when I was touching cloth with him what? was when he he had he had the ball in his hands and he ran out to the edge of the the D with it in his hands to kick it at one stage in the first half. And I was just a bit like, oh, that you're a bit far out there, kid. Like I never but... noticed that one to be fair. No, there was one because like me, 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 Jamie and George today, like all just looked at each other and went, can't be doing that. But now, where people normally get thingy with that, because I've seen it with opposition goalies, is the goalie kind of drops it while he's in the box, but because he's running, he carries on. By the time he's kicked it, he's in the D or on the D. Yeah. So it's all about when he lets go of it. Obviously, out of his hands. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? But it, yeah, it, it it was it was a little close for my liking. Yeah, but he's got the confidence. He's got the confidence. It's three yes. five and unbelievable. Steve, moving on to you. Right to the back three, and I thought he had a real solid game today. He's come for some criticism from everyone, to be fair, not just us, but everyone. But I thought he had a solid game today, and it was probably the right sort of game for him. Lewis Cass coming. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. It was the right sort of game for Lewis Cass. Um, he's a victim of the fact that People are kind of waiting for him to make a mistake, you know, for him to be caught out positionally or be out muscled. There was just one occasion today in the first half when he, he, he got caught, but standing like a bit statuesque, and the lad just rolled him. But apart from that, Cass was okay, and he linked up well with Mitch driving forward. But it was the right type of game for Lewis Cass today against the right opposition. Yeah, I'll I can't, you know, so he was. Yeah, I'm with you, Johnny. So he made a fantastic block in the in the second half, didn't he? Yes, he did. Like if he 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 puts out he puts out a leg when the ball's coming across the the box and at the edge of the penalty area, and if he doesn't touch that, there's two lads behind him ready to to have a go. So credit where credits you. Cass has had a very solid game today. I think you look at the things he did the first half. There was a moment where he slipped and that kind of seemed to batter his confidence for a little bit because then the next two or three minutes, everything went a bit wrong and you you, you start 
fearing the worst almost because we we've seen that he's got one of them games in him. But no, today, happy days. He, Maguire's pace didn't really seem to worry him, and there was a lot of people saying, obviously, when when Maguire was a free agent, that he's a speed demon. He's he's this, he's that, the other. But that didn't seem to worry him, and he he did well today. I was I was really impressed, and it's. It, it, it's, a, it's a good performance for a lad that I wouldn't say was blamed for the Barnsley performance, but Dan Jones gave away a goal and scored an own goal and kept his place in the next league game, whereas Cass, we haven't really seen him in the league since. So you kind of say that Crosby looks at that as where, where in the pecking order Cass is. But I think today he's proven himself to be capable against that against Carlisle, shall we say. And Stevie said right right game, but a seven for Cassie today, I thought. Be very decent performance and deserves the praise when he's played played well. Yeah. With you both on that I thought Cassie had a real good game today and yeah. He's had some stick. I think if Jones's stomach is bad as it sounds and he's going to be out for a lengthy period of time we need another centre-half coming in. And I, I know Kofi's already in and is injured, but if Jones is going to be out for a significant period, I think we need a centre-half before Friday as well, because not every game will be the right game for Lewis Cass. No, I, th- I, th- I think it, for, for me, it's a question of whether Jones is out for a month, say, mm. and Barmer's going to miss Tuesday, but will be fine for Saturday. If that's the case, I'm not too fussed about it, because we're in the same position as we were when Kofi was injured. But if you Agreed. go to town, Kofi's going to miss the next two, three weeks, and Jones is going to miss a month. We, we need a centre-half in. But we then need to caveat that with what happens when everyone's back fit. So, yeah, and I'm thinking if Jones is going to be out till Christmas time, and I don't yeah, know yeah. anything. I'm just reading into what Crosby said, and from what Crosby said, Jones could be playing next Saturday, or he could be out till Christmas time. We just don't know. Yeah, I suppose it depends. Depends how well things. You've got, we got back to Jason Lewin there as well to play. He's play right side, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Lewis Cass phenomenal today. Great performance from him, and you know another clean sheet. And he's been part of that today. Um, Johnny, moving on, Captain Smudge in the middle. Yeah, another another Nathan Smith performance, really, isn't it? I mean, like he did he did really well. I worry a bit when he's in the middle because he gets a bit more time and there's there's this that and the other. But he he did well today. He controlled the ball well. He moved it on as he needed to. He he defended well. He he won his battles. He, he didn't really get get involved in a lot um, that he didn't need to. So. It's it was solid performance. I think I think it's got this is this is going to be a kind of a kind of repeat on the pod. I think solid performances because there was a lot of solid performances today without without anybody really being overly spectacular. Yeah, so that's fair. yeah, good 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 seven from Smudger, um, and they're the sort of games that that every player needs. Yeah, and on that, as you say, no one was overly spectacular. It was a good, solid team performance. And because of that, we haven't discussed who all man of the matches were, but you could quite easily have three different man of the matches because no one was overly head and shoulders above the others today, I thought. But yeah, Steve, smudgy. 
Yeah, uh, quickly going back to what you just said, I think Johnny could give every player a seven today and nobody would have anything to complain about. Um, it was just a smudgy performance. He didn't need to get involved there and they didn't offer a massive amount up front either starting 11 or when they swapped. It was an easy game for him, but he handled it well. Yeah, no, that's fair. And then moving on, left side of the back three, Steve nearly scored a spectacular goal today. Yeah. Sponsored by the Ale and Vale podcast, The Yak. If uh, if The Yak, when he flicked it up and volleyed it in, had actually volleyed it in the top corner, the curse of the Ale and the Vale would be well and truly over. Yeah, Although, was, uh, I could feel Johnny wanting him to miss because it would have been an assist by James Plant had he gone in. <laughs> it's a funny thing to say that every every time Planty was whipping in, I was thinking about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, Yak was Yak was a bit like the other two. He was all right, and a couple of times Yak did stride out with the ball. A couple of times he gave it away, but he, you know, when he won the majority of his energy, he was Yak was like the other two. He was all right, wasn't he? Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I think you know. I think he, he definitely he definitely would have got a ten if that volley went in. You'd have to suspend the ratings. <laughs> yeah, well, he would have got a 10, but then he would have lost seven marks for, for scoring off a plant assist. Uh, <laughs> that would been, definitely would have been a three. But no, look, what summed up the Yaks game today is, and I don't know if either of you remember it, about seven, eight minutes in, he's having a tussle with their lad. And it's exactly the same moment as what happened at Charlton Foring, where he slips. But he throws their lad away and strides away with the ball. And that kind of, I'm not saying he's a confidence player, but last week that seemed to really knock his confidence, that that, that happening. This week he, he, he was just, he was back to the yak that we'd seen, wasn't he? He was, he was strong, he was confident, he won his battles. And yeah, he was, again, solid without being overly spectacular, although the goal would have been. So, good seven for the yak and... I just, yeah, the more I see him, the more I'm just like, we've got proper centre-half on his hands. Yeah, yeah, he is. And for those that may have missed it in previous podcasts, me and Johnny have got a £20 charity bet on. I've said James Plant will be involved in 15 goals this season, whether that's score or assist, in all competitions. So when he sticks six in against Crew in the next two cup games, we're nearly there. Hey, um, you, could, you could have won your bet today off James Plant. Yeah. Yeah, he was involved in almost everything. I know we'll get to him, but yeah, yeah. I, I was shitting myself today. Yeah, yeah, and we will. We'll get to him. But first of all, we'll start at the right and then move his way across. Um, it's Johnny, you first. I was just working out who it was. Um, and for me, in the top three for man of the match, so maybe someone's gave it to him. Um, Mitch Clark wasn't quite mine, but he's up there. Yeah, he he, he was he was second in mine. But my God, I love this boy. Yeah. He's just like everything that we spoke about last season when we were saying that the two massive performances that we put in a dip switch and um, Bristol Rovers at home is the fact that Mitch Hawk epitomises what I want to see. He's an hardworking, no nonsense, talented boy. Like, because. Not only will he smash it, he'll then get up with the ball, take on three players and be confident enough to, to have a go or put a ball in a dangerous place. He's just, for me, and Tom said it last week, 
he's better than Dave Worrell at, at that wing back position. He's better than Worrell. And I never thought I'd say that. But Mitch, watch, watching Mitch Clark, he's better than Dave Worrell at what he does. And I think, I feel like we've signed the complete package at wing back because he went over to the other side for a little bit of left wing back and didn't seem out of place. So, like, really happy with Mitch. So, seven out of ten again today. Um, because I say it's solid, but yeah, I'm, I'm in love with Mitch Clark. Yeah, I'm with you. And I do think he is a complete wing back and he is a better wing back than Dave Waller. I think Dave Waller's got a better delivery than him. Yeah. As a wing back, Mitch is a better wing back. And that's because Dave Waller is a wing back. He's more effective front of a right. But obviously, did a fantastic job for us. And we all thought Dave Waller's shoes were big shoes to replace. And Mitch Clark stepped into him, Steve. Yeah, this is this is the reincarnation of Mitch Clark the first time we had him. And for 10 minutes, he was unplayable. And I agree entirely, he is a better wing-back than Wazza is, was, is, may still be. Um, Mitch has got everything we are looking for at our club and as a player. And, yeah, he was, he was good today. I think probably his final ball sometimes, and I think you could cut and paste this for plenty as well, wasn't the best, but he gets in good positions. He's brave, he's quick, he's strong. He's a really good wing back. Yeah, yeah, he is. Absolute quality. Something, something that, just before we move on, something that impresses me about him as well. He doesn't shit out of an header, does he? No. No, he doesn't. Like, he's jumping up against six foot four lads and just jumping into him. Granted, most of the time he knows he's not winning it, but he's jumping into him to, to try and try and put him off and stuff like that. And I think that's... <sighs> You, you've got to give him some credit for that as well. So, yeah. And, just, and if you watch him, he knows when to go in for the header and when to actually just use his body to manoeuvre their lad away from under the ball and just let the ball drift out. Yeah. Very good at that as well. And just his energy getting forward. I love Mitch Clark. I'm in love with him. He might be my new Jamie Proctor slash Brad Walker. I love Mitch Please. Clark. Moving on. And it's you next, Steve. You get the first one of the blaster, the first time you've seen him in the flesh. Yeah, I'm told that it wasn't his best game today by To be fair, it was. Yeah. I didn't think it was. Don't get me wrong, I thought he had a good game, but he wasn't the level against like he was against Reddy. I, he, he wasn't my was... man of the match today either. No, he wasn't my man of the match, but he is a hell of a player. He's yeah. very, very brave. He'll have the ball in tight areas either defensively or an attack. He'll have a shot. He makes good decisions. 18 years old, he is a hell of a player. You know, and he's he's just he's just very, very good, basically. And like I say, the thing that impressed me most about him was how brave he is receiving the ball. Brave is not necessarily about smashing tackles and stuff like that. He's been prepared to take the ball in tight areas, and he'll do that. He's creative. He doesn't give it away. He's a hell of a signing. And everything the Sheffield United fans told us about him is true. Yeah. Well, has been so far. I'm with you. Um, when I say he wasn't the same level as Redding, that's because Redding was absolutely spectacular. He still had a very good game today, Johnny. Yeah, he did. He had, he had, he had a decent game today. Our blaster did. And I think another one that's victim of his, of his starting success at the minute, isn't it? That you look at it and go, actually... For an eighteen-year-old, that 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 was a it was an all right game, and it's like, well, 
he, he did everything you could ask for him. He, he was a little bit sloppy at times and he wasn't as creative going forward. But it, in the, in the flip, on the flip side of it with him, he, he had that one on the edge of the area where he dropped a shoulder and, and, got, and worked into a decent position when he could have let fly and no one would have moaned at him for letting fly either so he used his brain there and then he actually had an effort on his left foot which shows shows the confidence that he's got um and i just i I just think today was he had a job for the team and he did that job really well like like all 16 players that, that come on the pitch did they had they all had they all had jobs for the team and they all they all executed them really well and whilst Crosby isn't isn't re, isn't as happy as he could be with with some of the chances you've got to be happy that you get three points clean sheets and he's massively part of that so seven seven for the blaster um, yeah. and yeah we, we we we're 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 more than happy with him having average games if if there is average ones yeah totally with you and then next to him my paralysis man of the match today i thought he oozed class from minute one to minute 97 johnny do you want a bit of funzo i'll tell you something about funzo right he's one of them annoying players that you look at like we, we've all played some form of football He's one of them annoying players that you look at that you can leather the ball at him at 100 miles an hour and it dies at his feet. He can win the ball from you, kick it into nowhere, it bounce off what it bounce off you, your your kneecap and die at his feet. He wins he wins his tackles and somehow comes away with the ball standing up after he's just slid tackle. And there was loads of stuff that Funzo did today that positionally was brilliant there was loads of stuff that he did today that really helped the team he's brave on the ball he he lost the ball a couple of times in positions where you think oh shit what are you doing there and then he's sprinting back and going win it he's just i questioned how good funzo ojo could be in this holding role based on the fact that he was pretty decent last season, and he told us that this is what he likes doing. Funzo knows. Funzo knows. I'm not questioning anything Funzo says to me again. Um, if he if, if he turned around to me and said that um, the moon landing was fake, I'm saying I'm saying right, you're right, Funzo. Um, yeah. If he turned around to me and said that away shirt's not been into space, I'm telling I'm saying Funzo, you're right because he, he like you said, Bez, he uses class, and today he was. He, he 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 was he was that linchpin that made made everything seem relatively easy for eighty five minutes. Your paralysis man of the match or not? Yeah, mine. He gets an eight. Only just only just better than um, Mitch and one other. Yeah, I'm with you. I've got just, one other as third as well. So far, we've got one and two in the same order. Yeah, I think the love. I think we'll have one, two, and three in the same order because I think I said in the group just after the game, Funzo is my man of the match. Something strikes with me last season, Funzo said, I just want to get the ball and give it to better players. I think Funzo is another one who benefits from having better players around him. He's got less responsibility to create a goal-scoring chance. He can do just what he does. 
he's a bit reminiscent of um, Claude McAuley in a way when he plays play for Chelsea. Just always in the right place at the right time. Not necessarily having to fly into tackles to make a block. Or he just picks it up and he's just he's just really, really good. And he seems that the responsibility of the vice captain seeing a more senior role and the new contract of the club, he looks a more settled player to me this year. And he was good last year, but he's taken it up a level this year and the midfielders he's playing with now have helped him. But he was my man of the match as well. Not by a country mile. There's a couple who ran him close um, who we're probably, probably going to get to. But he was very, very good. Yeah, he was. So paralysis man of the match today, Funzo Ojo. For paralysis, get yourselves over to their website, boot yourselves in it. Paralysis escape rooms in Hanley, they'll scare the shit out of you, just like Funzo is to oppositions up and down the country. Because I make that two, three man of the matches, three man of the matches already this season that we've given. Because I think he got Blackpool, he got Charlton, and he's also got today. He's scaring yeah. the shit out of people. If you want the shit scared out of you, get to paralysis escape room. And then, <laughs> Steve, you get the first shot. On the left side today was only our plenty. Um, plenty was up there, just marginally behind. I have agreed with Johnny that I'm not sure I like plenty at wing back. And a bit Cass esque, it was the right game for plenty. When he was up and down, he was a threat, he was involved in everything. He, on another day, with a bit more quality, a bit more luck, plenty could have. Could have half could have got you halfway towards your bet. Yeah, he he was literally in, in good in good passing in good crossing positions. So like I say sometimes the final ball wasn't wasn't perfect. Sometimes a bit of bad luck. He defended well. He got up and down. He had a purpose to his game. It was the right game for Plenty, but he was good, very very good, and he was up there in the top three for me for man of the match. He wasn't in my top three, and I'll tell you why after Johnny's had a saying of his rating on Plenty. Yeah, um, seven for Plenty. I think he, he like I've given him I've given him a lot of flack last last season about the defensive side of his game, and whilst he wasn't bombarded with defending, he, he did really well getting up and down. Um, he helped out Yak and. I think having that experience there behind him really, really helps. Um, he, he should he should have had at least one assist today, at least one. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily all his fault. Uh, but a couple of the balls weren't weren't like weren't what you'd want. But again, it's a young lad that's learning, and he's he's doing a real good job for us, and he's a real talent. Um, and I'm I'm happy for him to keep developing that way, and you can see that there's there's that there's a real there's a real player in there, like so 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 young as well. But he's what he, how he's developed in the last six months. If he carries on like that, we we could have a monster on his hands. So really happy with Plenty there today. Is is it something that I'd like to see for Tuesday? No, and we'll get on to it, but. If he does start, I'm not going to have a breakdown either. Um, yeah. But yeah, solid performance. Was it your third or was someone else your third? No, someone else was my third. Yeah, someone else was my third as well. For me, the reason Plenty wasn't saying everybody that listens knows I love James Plant. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. And I 
think he's a right prospect. I actually would prefer to see him playing behind the front man where Massey played today, where who was next? Chessy. Massey. Yeah, I think Plenty will have more impact there, but I think he did a great job today. The reason he into my top three today is he gave the ball away quite cheaply a few times today, which I'm not used to seeing from Plenty. And some of them led to dangerous things from the opposition. The couple of times where it was a simple ball and he didn't quite put enough on it, one, two, it didn't quite come off. And again, that's not me having a go at him because he's 18 and he's going to learn and he's going to get better. It's just that I love Plenty and have such high expectation of him as I think he's going to create or score 15 goals this season. I love him. I think he's brilliant. Today, just a couple of times, give the ball away cheaply for me. And again, I perhaps wouldn't pull other players up on that, but it's because I think so highly of Plenty. I, th- I think so, what you have got to give, give him credit for is he, he worked back every time he did it as well. He, oh, ne- he, did. he never once stood hands on his hips and gone, shit, that's shit, and then didn't do, do anything about it. But I get what you're saying because we've... We, we've spoke about other players in in that sort of vein before, haven't we? And said like they they're they're hard to get higher ratings and stuff. So I get I get what you're what you're getting at with Plant. Because I know how much yeah. you do love him. Oh, I do, I do. And if if he scored in that first two minutes today where he cut inside and had that effort, or one of the assists had ended up going in, I'd have loved him even more. But getting yeah, like, Plant like, 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 twenty quid on this. Yeah, that that for the the free the free kick that he won on the edge of the area at the end. That's we're not we're not starting begging for them five games in as an assist. What if he dances into the box and gets brought down to win a penalty? Yeah, I'm happy with a penalty. Right, so if he wins a penalty and we scored it, obviously that's an assist. Yeah, but yeah. Not if he wins a free kick. No, not not if he wins a free kick. There's too, there's too many variables. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that. I'll take that because I wasn't expecting an assist for a penalty win. To be fair, so we'll take that. Um, moving on, Johnny, behind the front lone front striker, the right behind the front striker, my third for man of the match today, and I thought it, it was class today, Gavin Massey. See, Gav just misses out on the top three for me, for one other. Um, but yeah, Gav, like, it feels like a new signing. He does. Because he's doing everything... Pretty much everything, right? Let's let's be honest. The 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 one the one where he runs into a cul-de-sac into five players when he should have yeah. just hit the corner and, and try to get the ball into the box was was a bit shit. Um, if he'd have looked up early, if he squared it to Willow, Willow's one on one with the goalie because yeah. he drawn all the men to him. Massey had. Yeah, exactly. That's that was a bit shit. But overall, his his work rate was phenomenal again, and. We, we we spoke about it last time. Look at the crowd's reaction when he went off. He got a standing ovation, like just 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 milk it milk it a little bit as well, because he deserved it today. Um, yeah. And it was again wasn't didn't do anything any one thing brilliantly. It was just that he he worked really hard for the team. There was the spell. About 55, 60 minutes where Willard got, got tired and you can tell that his race was nearly nearly run, where Gav moved up front and was harrying and chasing and stuff like that, and Willow dropped in the hole. And he seemed to just do that seamlessly as well. So there was there was there was a lot of real lot of positives today for him. And he's 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 starting to make to to to, to make you question in a good way, this is. Like, is is that one of his positions in terms of 
right, is is that Gav Massey's position? If so, we've got X amount of players that can play in that position and, and this, that and the other. So positively, he's, he's making you ask real questions. And I think I'm I'm excited to see what the next next step is. Let him get used to there and see see if he can be a bit more have a bit more of a impact on the game as a whole. Yeah, I'm with you. He just it looks that little bit sharper, that little bit faster, that little bit more involved than he did last season. Yeah, he does, and he, he looks like he wants it as well. That's that, that's the other thing. He and I don't, you can't question anyone's desire, but. He just he just feels like he he feels like he's he's brought into the project a bit more, and I don't know maybe that's because we've said we, we've said to him this is your position in this team, Gav. Not you playing right wing, back, you playing right wing, you playing up front, you playing here, you playing there, you're rather rather rather. Do you know what I mean? And, and that people underestimate how how much of an impact that has on footballers, but. Yeah, it's decent performance. Like I say, seven seven out of ten, nothing nothing world beating, but it's it's a solid, solid performance and he's had a real good start to the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't like him as the central striker, but behind I think he makes a real good impact and he did today. Steve. He's Johnny's just taken the words right out of my mouth. Gav Massey looks to have benefited from the change of manager. He looks happier. It looks sharper, whatever it is that will be. He looks as though he's playing in a position that suits him. And like you say, he's almost like a new sign of and you know, I'm always like to see I don't know, not maybe I'll word it word this delicately. I like to see a player who's had a bit of bit of shit have the personality and the desire to to win a crowd back. And Gav Massey is well on his way to doing that. So that's massive kudos. I know he's been a bow, I know he's experienced, but he's he's turning it round. He's playing in that position. He's a threat. He linked well on the right, especially in the first half, with, with Mitch Clark and um, and Cass playing triangles down down our side in Lawn Street. Gav Massey w- was a threat. I think the next step for him is to be involved in more goals and scoring more goals because if we're playing one striker and him tucked in on the right, he's going to have to get five to ten goals to justify his position, and that's the next step. Look, Gav Massey was good today. Hello, Bess. <laughs> Bess is absolute, Bess is frozen with his finger up his nose, isn't he, Johnny? Oh, yeah, look at him, disgrace. <laughs> so, he, he's, should we carry on with that? Yeah. Go on, Johnny, you do Chizzy then. We'll, we'll, we'll carry on with that, Bez. He wasn't adding much this podcast anyway. No, just just keep let's let's just keep an eye on that record thing because like if he goes, that that stops. So oh, right, still going, yeah. Yeah, so this, Chizzy. Yeah, Chizzy. He was he was third in my man of the match today. Chizzy was. I think he's the heartbeat of everything positive that we did. He could have had one penalty um, beforehand and. The way the way the way Harry yeah. their keeper and oh, I just got a yep from Bez. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's still frozen. No, he's gone. He's oh, back. He's back. Right, my internet's cut out there for some reason because he's dropped out. Yeah, the call's still recording, so we're fine. And we're just talking about Jersey. Johnny's doing Jersey, then I'm following him on. Oh, we just make we clear out. 
Yeah, he's frozen again. Bollocks to him. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, he, he's just he's just a he's just class, Chizzy. As I love him, I love the fact that he's he's confident with the ball and he'll he'll take that shot from outside the area and he'll he'll just do the bits he needs to do. So he had yeah, so I his threat and he's brave and he'll take he's prepared like I said at the very start of this podcast before Bez froze, he's prepared to lose the ball to create a chance. And too often Vale in the recent past, Vale players have been scared to do that. When you look at it today, he had a goal disallowed, he won a penalty, and he should have had another penalty. So, you know, and that's in seven in seventy minutes. Like you say, he's a real threat, and they tried to kick him off. They tried to kick him off the pitch today as well. You know, they they earmarked him, and he just he 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 just oozes class, doesn't he? So he's yeah, he's going to be a player who might every now and again he's going he's going to have a game where he'll frustrate you for eighty five minutes, and provided he's not been taken off on the eighty six minute, he'll create you and he'll score you a goal. And I think we're just going to have to ride with that because you've, there is a, there's got to be a place in any football team. For, for players like Chizzy, otherwise it's a dull game. Yeah, I, I, I think you're spot on as well. I think we are going to have to go through two, three games where he'll just be anonymous and won't do anything. And like you say, you've got to ride that because he's got that bit of moment of magic in him. So it's uh, and also there's enough, yeah, there's enough moments of magic in it to make it worth taking those pain, you know, to, to take it to make it worth a couple of half an hour's bad performance or a game or two games because he doesn't look like the type of player who'll be anonymous for four or five games. He looks like he's got more about him than that. So, yeah, Chizzy, Chizzy was good. So, shall I carry on with Willow as he's been a bit of cousin? Yeah, go for it. I'm I back. Willow... Oh, you're back. My internet cut out of the route cut out. So, you've done Chizzy. Was he one of your thirds or not? Yeah, it was my, it was yeah. my third. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, moving on, you, Biddulf cousin, Willa, even though you're not from Biddulf, you're fraud. <laughs> I'm from Biddulf more, I used to look, look, look down the hill at Willow. Um, Willow was excellent in the first half. The midfielders around him really benefit him. He had a couple of half chances that maybe he should have scored from. But all I'd say about James is, as I'm not going to call him, he looks sharp, he looks hungry, and it, his performances are a real credit to him and a credit to Crosby because he's come back in not under ideal circumstances for him, I would imagine, but he's bought into everything they've asked him to do. And yeah, if we keep Willow fit to between now and the end of the season, the bit of business we've done to resign him has been remarkable. Yeah. And Johnny, that's Willow up to two goals and two games. For the man sponsored by the Ale and Vale podcast, Big James Wilson, Vale's 29. It is. And do you know what? Like, he's again show, showing showing that he's got a touch of class. He's he's the sort of player we know he is. He adds he adds to the team. He he does well in this formation. And I, I really think that he'd get him match fit, because that's what he needs to get now. He, he looks fitter than he has done. And Crosby's Mentioned it a couple of times that he's been he's not missed a session he's he's this he's that he's the other so getting match fit and I think we'll be good. Yeah, and there was one bit today that really stood out for me, and I don't know if you, any of you two remember it, but the ball came into him and he got a defender sort of on his back and he kind of controlled it and turned all in one movement 
and he just left the defender for dead, opened the pitch up and then laid it off to whoever it was he laid it off to. But it was all on one fluid movement and it was it was just a touch of class. It real what really was. Yeah, it was. Like I say solid, solid seven. And let's be fair, we've got to we, we don't we've got to talk about that penalty because bloody hell, it was it was a good penalty. Yeah. Right. You, have, you his, have you heard his interview afterwards? No, yes. not what. His, his interviews, his, he speaks. He's not, I know everyone thinks everyone from Biddleford Knives to Biddleford is related, but I've never met James Wilson to my knowledge. But everyone says he's a really decent, intelligent person and he comes across so well in his interview. And he said he'd been practicing penalties, he picked his corner beforehand, and no keeper saves that, do they? It was, no. it was a really, really good, confident penalty. It's a bit of a, you know, they delayed it a bit, but he took his time and banged it in. It's good for him and it's good for us. Yeah, definitely. Did you give him a rating, Johnny, while I was gone? Yeah, seven, seven for Willow. Yeah, that's fair enough. And subs today, none of them really come on and made a massive impact, I don't think. So we won't go and talk about the subs. But what we will just touch on before we go on to looking forward to the League Cup tie is we had a signing yesterday, Johnny, and wanted to find. We did. Alfie, Alfie came in and he, he, he's, he's, come in, he's come in highly rated. And that's, do you know what I mean? Like that's 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 one one of the big things we can ask for, isn't it? Getting a highly rated young lad in from a good a good academy that's got a lot of promise about it. So, have we ever had a more highly rated lone player than Alpha Divine? I can't. I was trying to think of one earlier. Me and my me and my, bro, me and my brother and my mate and my mate Dave. It was you know. When people can't believe he's come to Vale, it's a bit disrespectful in many ways, but we are where we are. Um, teams like Paul Vale and all that shit. But I'm so looking forward to watching him play. It's like, yeah, let's see what he can do because people rave about him, don't they? Yeah, going back, the only two I can think of that come in now is I remember they come in with quite a bit of a bang and were highly rated, and it may be where they come from, was David Ealy from Man United. Yeah, when he come yeah, 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 I remember him. And Danny Webber when he come from Man United. I think they both come with highly rated and, you know, Healy was unbelievable for us. Scored a ton of goals and Danny Webber wasn't great for us. Healy was good on his shit side as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, and that takes something, doesn't it? Didn't we go down? Which, if Andy was here, he'd tell us. I think, we, got rele- I think we still got relegated. Can't remember, but Healy scored something like 10, 11 goals, I think, in a short yeah. space of time. He was banging him in. And a really bad side, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So, yeah, great signing. Not enough today to judge him on. And, you know, we'll see more of him coming. Maybe he'll get a start on Tuesday if we look at a few changes for the crew game. I don't think we'll go with a weakened side, Johnny. But Tuesday, we've got them from the other side of the A500 coming. Ah, we have. It's, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Um, we... <laughs> The Carabao pub, the Carabao's a drink, and if you want a drink, get yourselves down Boozum and enter Johnny's bar. Get yourself in exactly. Well, yeah, I think like we'll do we'll do a quick one. Um, with with him. Um, be quick because Usex just got in the ring. Has he? Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do it very quick. Um, decent, d- decent game for us, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We've got the sort of ability now to. To, to rest a few players it's a game that we definitely 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 want to win 
So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we, we go out with a, a fully weekend side, but it's a game that we we need we want to win. It's probably one that you look at and probably say we need we need to win. Um but yeah, it's 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 crew, isn't it? We we we've seen we've we've seen kind of how serious they're taking it. Um and yeah, well I don't know. Like part of me says let's let let's let, I want I want absolutely batter him and then part of me thinks, you know what I mean, just any old win will be do any old win will do. So um yeah, it's Carabao Cup second round. Any old win will do. When we were doing the pre the review of the first round before the draw, I said let's get a shit league two club side like crew and then we'll go to Old Trafford or Anfield. <laughs> so the first part of it's right. Let's get the win and then let's get United or Liverpool away in the next round. Yeah, that, that'd do us nicely, wouldn't it? But I think oh, overall, um, there was, do you know why? Would you make any changes, Steve? Uh, yeah, I think I would. I'm not sure we want Willow playing two games in three days, but he might have to. I think we should bring Divine in. Um, but you know, the defense might need to say the same unless low unless low plays. I think you can bring you can bring Ben back into the side. Apart from up front, and just maybe defensively, we've got decent options. Decent options around. So I think he'll freshen it up. But it's no. I hate crew. I do. I hate everything about him for loads of reasons that I don't want to talk about here and get myself in near trouble with the law. But I just can't abide him. I just hate anything about the self righteous little wankers. Um, so yeah, I hope we, I hope we stuff him. They're the views of Steve and not necessarily the Gale and Bale podcast. <laughs> Especially well, that one who batted on Twitter for ages when I made stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for me, Johnny, changes. I agree with a few that Steve said there. Same goalie for me, so Ripley stays in. We'll give Jason a run the Tuesday after. Same back three. We haven't got any other options, have we? Let's be honest. Same wing backs again. I don't think we've got much options. Uh, midfields, Ojo. And the blaster can sit, and then behind the front man, I'm going Divine and Garrity. So I'm making both changes. I think Chesney today looked like a player that was playing through the pain barrier for us. And let's give him a bit of a rest saving for next Saturday when we face tabletop in Oxford. So I bring in Garrity and Divine behind Josh Thomas. I play Josh Thomas Tuesday and let Willow come on for half hour at the end. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't think you can argue too much with argue too much there, can you? I think the the one thing I will the one thing I would say um, is that for me it it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a quite an interesting one in terms of who who actually makes it because it is it is the is the injury to Grant bad. Um, or is it just just a back spasm sort of thing and and what? No, I think there's there's a few things that'll be quite interesting going going forward now on Tuesday. But it's a big game for me. Um, and I wouldn't bring I wouldn't bring, if even if Grant is fit or ninety five, I wouldn't bring him back for this game. I would keep him. No, I wouldn't. I agree with you. And listening to Crosby's interview, we fully expect Grant back on grass Monday Tuesday time. Yeah, possibly, but we'll, we'll we'll see. But yeah, 
it's going to be a good game. It sounds like Crosby wants some heads through the door. So maybe Wednesday when we do the review and the preview of Oxford, we, we're talking about a couple of new names. But um, apart from that, um, we've got the time of the first goal scorer for the crew game, Bez, brought to you yep. by... By abtimings.com, get yourselves over there, sign up for a race, get yourselves running. And I'm going Alfie Devine after 17 minutes. They'll go on to win 3 0. Nice, Steve. Uh, ben Garrity after 36, and I think we'll win 2 0 without getting our first gear. And where are you going, Johnny? I'm going the Yak. 35-yard over a kick. Wow. <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm getting the yak. Solid header from a corner. 35 minutes, 3-0 win. Yeah. That's it then. On to Tuesday. On to Tuesday, there we go. And the most important thing is, like, I've left it right till the end, just to annoy J-Mo. Um, Steve, what have you been drinking? Uh, I'm on the wagon. Because I am now so fat that I'm on a diet. I've been on it for five days. Absolutely fucking starving, but never mind. So I'm not touching a drop until October half to term. So I had a flat diet Coke in the Titanic pub in Burslem, and then I've drank Nescafe all night. Fair enough. Jamo will love that. Jamo will absolutely <laughs> love that. Steve. Sacked. That's, that's going to go really well on the Ale and Vale podcast. That is well done, mate. Bez, what about you? I actually think I'm going to go down Johnny's tomorrow afternoon because it's bank holiday weekend. So if the A up duck's on, I love me dancing duck, A up duck. So if that's on, I'll be having that. Sounds good to me then. So there we go. And what, what are you having? What what am I having? What am I doing tomorrow? Um oh I'm going to the pub tomorrow for Mum's father's birthday. There we go. So we'll be having a couple of pints of inches, I think. I like that. Good cider. Steph likes that, doesn't she? Yes. I was going to say, I thought she was used to just a couple of inches. <laughs> you can see that coming. Absolutely. You probably let you see that up, Johnny. He's gone. Yeah, I was. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be honest, Steve. I've been. Um, I'm. I'm paying more attention to the fact that the boxing's on than Bez. Bez's so am I. So am I. Yeah. So am I. Yeah. But he still managed to. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that that's us done then for today. Well, I say we'll be back Wednesday, um, with with the Oxford preview and the Crew Alex review, um, and until then, have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale. And up the veil. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.